But God is good. He's given me a word, and I want to communicate that word to you. And I just want you to know that there's familiar faces here, but I want you to know that I've been praying for you, this church family, all week. Not gloating, but just letting you know that I've been praying for you. And I'll tell you what I've been praying. I've been praying that the spirit of truth will interrupt your life in ways that you've never imagined. I pray that any scales on your eyes that's keeping you from seeing him in the fullness will be removed. And when I pray for that for you, I'm praying that for me as well. Because I know Dave. He's not going to have anyone up here that's not going to speak truth and speak the word. So it's an honor, and I have to give an account to that. So God is good, and if you open your hearts to, to receive, you'll be blessed. Amen. Amen. We get out of it what we put into it. What I wanted, the word that he gave me is so simple that you may think that you, it's overdone. But he gave it to me. And the title of the message is Follower of One, Jesus. And I want you to repeat that three times. And I have a, there's a, a method to the madness. Follower of One, Jesus. Follower of One, Jesus. Follower of One, Jesus. Follower of One, Jesus. Amen? Amen. Oh my gosh. Most of you, those that don't know, I need you to talk back to me, okay? I need you to talk, and it's not because you're boosting my ego, but I need you to affirm that what you're hearing, that you agree, okay? And I'm going to share a little nugget that the Holy Spirit dropped in me this week that I never saw, and of course, Dave and I will have this conversation this next week uh, so we can go through it, but the word amen means affirm, confirmation, I agree, and throughout scripture, you see that word at the end of a letter, you see it in any of the writings, you see amen, meaning I agree, amen, amen, so I, I start thinking about that and thinking about you guys, and I thought, the word says, he said it, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word. And if we come into agreement with the word by saying amen, guess what we're doing? We're coming into agreement, and by coming into agreement through faith, that, that word becomes alive in our lives, and we can have what that word says. Amen. 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 Think about when you have a conversation with your spouse or your kids, and they don't respond to you. It's frustrating, right? But maybe if they said, amen. (laughs) (laughs) If they just said, amen, at least you know that they've heard you. But on a serious note, it's coming into agreement with the word. And if you come into agreement with the word by simply saying amen, that through in faith, then that word becomes alive in you. 
Oh, man. So anyway, just think about that. And when you're in conversations, and even when you hear it today, what are you going to say? Amen. Amen. So the message is follower of one, Jesus. I just want to throw that nugget in there because it blessed me, and I'm going to be hyping that word up more. When I hear it, amen, amen, Lord, amen, amen, amen. I'm calling those blessings into my life, amen, amen, amen. Okay, I agree. So get back to the subject. Follower of one. I looked up the word follower and following. I just did a Google search on it. And just to see what, what, it came, what came up, because I can't say what I want to because this is going to be on a Google channel. So, uh, But I looked up the word follow and following. And I'll tell you, I was pleasantly surprised what it said. And I'm sure it came from probably Webster. It's, it's defined as a disciple. The word follower is is defined as a disciple, one who gives full loyalty and support to another. The follower can attach themselves either to the person or beliefs. That's a follower. Now, I also looked up the biblical definition of the same word, and it says to imitate, often referred to as a disciple, to submit to Christ's lordship. So they were pretty much the same only Google didn't put the word Christ or lordship, but it was really to imitate the leader yeah. if you're a follower. So let's put this in perspective and something that we all are experts or novice uh, searchers on social media. We all know that if you like someone, you hit like, and if you are following a group or a person, you can follow that. And this is where the message came. Who are you following? Amen. Who are you really following? Yeah. Are you a follower of many? Or are you a follower of one? Now, in social media, and of course, I'm no expert, so I, I'm okay to be corrected. In social media, the more you like a person or a group, it puts them in some type of extra special group where you can see their reels more often. And also, if you follow a particular group, likewise, you, that group, the more followers they get, they become an influencer. So now they're an expert in some area. And in some cases, that expertise, uh, they will get income out of that. So that's why everybody wants you to like them and everybody wants you to follow them. It's not because they like you. It's not because they're going to follow you. It's only because it's going to advance them into yeah. a level that they choose to be in. Yeah, Amen? Amen? Gosh, you're so good. <laughs> so where am I going with this? I'm using social media because we can all relate to that. We all have some interest in social media. And also, let me say that I'm also preaching to me. I'm preaching to me because this required me to do some searching. And trust me, I have unfollowed a lot of people. And I've unfollowed a lot of groups. 
you know, and not all groups are bad. There's a lot of groups that I belong to that are uh, uh, Christian groups, and I belong to several online groups that we get together and we pray on a regular basis. We've been praying for rain, rain, rain. But I, so there's good, so they don't have that agenda. But we have to be, it's the balance that God wants in our lives. And let me just share this. It says, um, the Lord wants us to be not only aware of who we follow socially, spiritually, and emotionally, but who we give our priority to. Who is it that has the priority? How many times, even when we're out in any public or setting, either eating or anywhere, and 90% of the people around you have their phone in front of them. You know, we're not that important. Well, we can't even engage in certain activities without having our phone, but that's where our culture is now, amen? Now, why is this important to God? Why is it important to God to be aware of who you follow? You know why? It's because he's jealous. Yeah, he said it. I'm jealous. He said, I don't want anyone or anything over me. I'm jealous. Exodus 25 says, you shall not worship them or serve them. For I, the Lord, your God, I am jealous. It's clear. Deuteronomy 6.15 says, For the Lord your God is among you, is a jealous God. He's repeating it. I'm jealous. Be careful who you're following and who has your attention. Now, your argument may sound like, I don't worship them. I, it's just mindless activity because that was the lie I told myself. It's just mindless activity, and, and that's your argument. And, and if you choose to believe that, and you're a believer, and that activity dominates your time, sadly, you won't have much good for the kingdom. You really won't. You will just be a spectator, but not a true disciple or worshiper. That's hard. That's hard, but it's the truth. Who or what dominates your time? Now, I used to Like I said, I'm preaching to me, so I ain't judging nobody because this is for me too. I used to, and there's a season in my life that was not that pretty, and my vice was shopping. I would, so I would try to, and social media wasn't around then, I would try to distract myself from the issue, and so I would go shopping. And my goal was to always find something on sale, never pay retail for anything. So, of course, you're going everywhere to find a sale. And that became my God. And I didn't know that because all of my time was spent doing something that I enjoyed, but God was not, he was not Lord in that situation. Guess what's happened now over years? Of course, I've been healed, somewhat. (laughs) 
I'm he God is healing me. So guess Salvation Army is the reaper of my of that shopping. So almost every month they knock on the door, they know me by name, and I said, I'm purging, I'm purging. I'm still holding on to this, but next week, next month, if the Lord tells me, you'll get that. So Salvation Army is the recipient of all of my choices, many of them with tags on. Ladies, you know what I'm talking about. We, and so it's no different. It's whoever you spend your time, and I never equated shopping with a God. And the word follow or following is so important to God that he listed it over 350 times in the word. He's trying to get a message to us. Who are you following? Who is your, who is your source? Who's your Lord? He's trying to get us to get this, that he's saying, follow me, follow me. The apostle Paul said, to the, uh, the readers, follow me as I follow Christ. So don't do what I do if it's not what he's doing. You don't do what Eric and Pastor Dave is doing if you know that he, they're not following Christ. You follow him. And if they are your shepherd, then if they're following him, then you're in the right direction. Amen. 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 <laughs> so... Is it possible? No. And this is the other point I want to make. Your opinion of a matter doesn't mean anything. You know, you hear this famous quote, oh, it's my truth. That is my truth. Your truth means nothing. Your truth means nothing if it doesn't align with the word. So what does your truth mean? Who, who is sponsoring your truth? You ain't got no truth. You know, you, you don't have a truth. You know, and that's a popular theme we hear in culture. It's my truth. You live out your truth, what you want, what you do. And that is, you see that even in, on social media. And that is one of the techniques they're, they're trying to use even against our young people. It's your truth. You decide. You decide what you are, who you are, and where you want to be. It's your truth. It's not. There's only one truth. And as we know, this world is changing daily. Even when we leave here, we're going to hear something that's changed or decisions that's made. But there's only one truth, and that truth will never change. And that's where the Lord wants us to be a follower of the truth. Amen? Amen. Now, when Jesus started his public ministry, you all know this, he went and he handpicked 12. And knowing that one would be a deceiver because that was that aligned up with prophecy. So he handpicked them. And he said in Matthew 16, 24, he says, follow me. And this is Jesus. And I will make you fishers of men. John 8, 12 says, whoever follows me will not walk in darkness. So even though we're living in a world of darkness, if we follow the leader, we will not walk in darkness. Matthew also said, take up your cross and follow me. Amen? Amen? Amen. So Jesus had many devoted followers because he was 
uh, going about doing the Father's work. He had many of them, but he also had many that were spectators. They just went just to see if he was doing what he claimed he was doing. He had many that were just spectators. And my question to you is, what are you? Are you a follower or are you a spectator? Are you a spectator where you come to church, you love the praise and worship today was I was blessed, okay, and I'm, I just didn't have the word to say it. It was, I, it was, and two of them were my absolute favorite songs, so that just shows you how much he favors me to bring me to the house, and then I get, and then, you know, and then I get to hear Michael lead us. I mean, it's like, oh, Lord, I am so special with you today. So anyway, he had these followers, and remember, his followers grew. They did. But so did the spectator. So you come to church, are you one of these people where you come and you check the list off, and when you get back to the house, your kids can't tell any different. There's no difference in your behavior, in your speech. That's a spectator. You're just coming, doing your due diligence, and just coming. You may have a love for God, and praise the Lord that you do, but your actions and maybe some parts of your character may not be that of a follower. And that's okay, because it's your hope. So you're not doomed. We just need to get the right information so you can shift, okay? So in order to make that change, do you really want to be a follower? You have to make the decision. Do I really want to be sold out to this God, or am I okay with just having, uh, what do we call it, David, fire insurance? Just make sure we don't go to hell? Is that, is that all I want? You know? Is that it? And so I, my prayer and my prayer for you this past week has been open our eyes to truth. Take the blinders off, because when we become true followers of him, we love like him. We hate the things that he hates. And when we love like him, we forgive. It's it's easy. It's easy. See, that was an amen. (laughs) So if you really want to get back to your basic roots, What do you do? It's easy. First thing you got to do is own it. You can't do anything until you own it. You got to own and acknowledge it to to God. And also, you have to own it to someone else in a trusted uh, environment. Number two, you repent. You ask God to forgive you. You know, and sometimes we may have to do it Repent doesn't mean I'm sorry that I did that. Repent means, here's a twist, I got a change of mind. I got to think differently about this. That's what you're doing. You're doing a switch. And number three, you get back to spending time with the leader. Spending time in his word, hanging around people that love God and 
putting yourself, maybe starting putting yourself on a schedule, not watching social media after this time or what, but start breaking away from that indulgence, if that is it. It could be something else. It could be golf, mine was shopping. I do have some issues with social media, so I'm having to deal with that. And so whatever that area is for you, okay? And if you need help, you ask for it. You got a wonderful pastoral team here. So you, if even with your kids, you have Rebecca as the uh, children's pastor. If you and uh, with your teens, you got Becca. Then you got Dave and Erica as your leaders. So if you need help, you have the help because they're here to get you to that level. That's their job and that's their calling. So what is the mindset shift? And I know you guys have talked about this because I listen to the messages on YouTube. <laughs> I do. And um, it's some, because remember, and I keep using social media, but it's anything. Its idea is to shift you into a different mindset. And God's idea is to reverse that. So you have to have that change. So Romans 12 to one of my many favorite scriptures, it says, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. So you have to renew the mind. And then renew. remember when you were born again, your spirit man was born, but your soul, your will, and your emotions was not. So that stuff, it takes a lot. And we will never get to a point until we get to be with Jesus to even have all of that shifted. But if it's something you commit to on a daily basis, and you say certain things to your wife or your husband or your kids, and you know that that didn't align with the word, you got to do better. You got to do better. You got to make a shift. And when you make a shift, those around you will see that, hey, Michael, he's not a spectator. He's a follower. You know? So you, we have to yield to God's way of thinking. Amen? We have to. We must. If we want to be a follower. We have to yield to his way of thinking. The renewed mind is the target of the Lord. Every day when we wake up, his desire for us is that we have a, a change and a shift in how we think. And that, that way of thinking will align with his word and his truth. Amen? God is constantly speaking. Because if the mind wasn't important to God, it wouldn't be worth renewing. But that's the thing. Think about this. How many Christians we know, and we can see this from a political standpoint, we think, how in the world can they be Christians and they say this and they believe this? How could that be and we're all Christians? Well, the reason it is, is because everyone doesn't have a renewed mind. And because their mind is really that old mindset. So that's what's speaking. It's not the mind of Christ. It's theirs. Yeah. And that's what confuses people in the world. How can you say you this and you act like this? It's because we're, we have not all renewed our minds. 
And that's what God is wanting us to do. Renew our minds and how we um, maybe technology or social media platforms, any other thing that you're indulging in that doesn't align with the word. Not to say, I'm not advocating you get rid of anything. I'm not saying that. I'm saying balance. Balance. That's what the, just balance. You know, just see where's your time being occupied by. And I'm going to close with this. The reward of total surrender will require a mindset change because it's your testimony. Amen? Amen. You do not want God to fit you because if he did, when you look in the mirror, who do you see? You. You don't want that. You don't, because we want, you don't want God to fit our pattern of thinking. No. No, we are to submit and fit his pattern. Amen. 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 And there is one other, um, where did I put it on my notes? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And I will say this even to parents, that even when you give in to your kids with social media and technology, don't get mad with the results. If you're going to give it to them, don't get mad when they come and, you know, we'll be in counseling in the next. Don't get mad because you have given it to them. You have to really use wisdom. Amen. Are you ready for a change? Yes. Are you ready for a change? Yes. Are you ready for a change? Yes. You're ready for a change. Yes. I want to pray for you because, because I do. And I'm not asking for a show of hands. I'm asking that you have that conversation with the Lord. You Come to him and ask him what areas in your life you need to shift, you need more balance in. What, you ask him what it is. He speaks to us. And if you say he doesn't speak to him, it's because you're not listening. But he does. Sometimes he speaks to us through thoughts, and sometimes he'll confirm something through another person. But he always speaks to us. We just have to know to talk to him. He's there. And we're so blessed. And I just, let me just say this. This is, of course, a little bit. But let me say this. One thing God showed me this morning um, was this. It's, it's really about faith. Oftentimes, there are some of you here and... Um, that are believing God for, for big things, right? And these are not wants necessarily or something extravagant, but it's something you're believing God for. And God knows what that is. And let me just tell you what the, what the Holy Spirit just dropped in my spirit to tell you, and that's this. If you trust God and you believe him and you've asked for prayer and faith believing he has a responsibility and a duty to bring that. 
So what's the next step? The next step is picking this up. <laughs> the next step is you don't need to keep asking him. And this is where I think a lot of you are kind of falling. I'm not saying not praying, but remember the word says faith comes by hearing and hearing the word. And if two shall agree as touching anything, it shall be done. So what I'm saying is if you have faith that God is going to do it, just start thanking him. Yeah. Acting like it's already happening. Start because oftentimes just start praising him for the answered prayer. You don't have to, I see people do this out there, keep begging him and begging him. He heard it the first time. But just start praising him and thanking him for the answer. For some of you, it's, it's in your body. I know that. For some of you that you're believing God for a healing in your physical body or that of a family member. So for some of you, it's a different situation. But I'm saying that if you do that, I can guarantee you that the answer is coming. It's already, because that's what faith is. It's the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So the evidence is that he's done it. It's a done deal. I trust him, and I'm going to continue to thank him. So therefore, you don't have to worry and try to figure out how he's going to do it. Just trust Amen. that he's smarter than you. He knows what people he needs to work with. He knows things, that, and maybe if it's in your body, maybe some dietary changes are needed. But whatever it is, Start praising him and thanking him and start focusing your time on being a follower. Don't be consumed with this prayer need that you're not doing the work of the kingdom. That's a, that deserves to be me. That's what he's saying. He needs you, and he doesn't need you in a corner. Well, Pastor Dave, I'm still praying and I'm still believing. So you ain't doing nothing for the kingdom because you're stuck here. But God is saying, get out. Do the work and let others see your testimony. They let people see your testimony. One of the things that, oh gosh, let me look at my watch. One of the things that even uh, a couple of years ago, and uh, even Dave and I have been uh, friends and co-laborers for uh, over 13 years now, but I watched him go through some things. And I realized that his faith was even greater than mine. Not that that was debatable. <laughs> but I saw that and I witnessed that. And I was in awe. I was in awe of the tenderness that God developed in him. I, I was in awe. I really was. And I'm not saying that to... I'm not saying that other because it makes me cry. I'm telling you that he continued to do the work. No one knew except what, you know, no one knew all of what was going on. But I did. But I saw him just say, Lord, the Lord would tell him, would ask him, do you trust me? Do you trust me? Yes. Okay, he had his orders. Go ahead and do, go about my business. So I'm saying, 
Trust God that the answer is here. It's already here. You just praise him. You start thanking him for the resources, the funds, the favor. You start thanking him now and allow him to bring it all to pass. Amen? God bless you. Oh, I meant to pray for you. Come on, come on, I want to pray for you. Who wants a prayer? Who wants to be prayed for? Who, want, who wants? Just stand to your feet. Just stand to your feet if you want to be. Only if you want to be prayed for. Don't do it because you feel you need to. And I want you to raise your hand because that means surrender. I know, come on. I know that's awkward for you. Come on, raise your hand. We got to be uncomfortable sometimes. Father, I just bring this group to you. I thank you, Lord, that your word is true and it will not return void and it will accomplish what you please. Lord, as you have put the faces before me and even the names before me in prayer and intercession over this church, Lord, I thank you for a renewed mind. I thank you, Lord, that old things are passed away and behold, new things are coming. I thank you, Lord, for a shift in the mindset and it's going to be towards you. I thank you, Lord, and I give you praise for every prayer request that's gone up to the heavens. I thank you, Lord, and I give you praise that the answer is yes and amen, and we praise you, Lord, that it's here, it's here. In the name of Jesus, I bless every member and every visitor of this congregation. Uh, Lord, I say you speak to them, you encourage them, you anoint them in the areas, and you speak to them in those areas that needs to be changed. Lord, I thank you for your great leaders here, and I thank you for your blessing and your anointing on their lives that they can pour back into this great congregation. Bless the people, anoint them. And I thank you, Lord, for increase in every area of their lives, all for your glory, all for your glory. In Jesus' name I pray. And let the church say, Amen. all right.